Hey, this is Dr. Eric, and I just want to let you know about my gut healing bundle for those with thyroid and autoimmune thyroid conditions. This includes SMT Probio, which is a probiotic with 18 well-researched strains, Enzymes Plus, which not only includes digestive enzymes, but betaine, HCL, and ox bile, and SMT GI Restore, which is a stevia-free formulation that has multiple nutrients and herbs that have been proven to help support the healing of the gut. To learn more about this, you can visit guthealingbundle.com. Hey, this is Dr. Eric, and this Q&A episode is a little bit unique in that I discuss research studies related to the topic, which is COVID-19 and hyperthyroidism. Although I think you could benefit from the information just by listening to the episode, if you want to read the studies while you listen, you could access them in the show notes. If you're listening from a podcast platform such as Apple or Spotify, just remember that you can access the show notes to each episode by visiting SaveMyThyroid.com and clicking on podcast. Now let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Save My Thyroid podcast hosted by Dr. Eric Osansky. To stay up to date on the latest thyroid health related topics, visit SaveMyThyroid.com. The following discussion is for educational purposes only and is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. Please do not apply any of this information without first speaking with your doctor. Now let's head to the show. The question that I'll be addressing in this Q&A episode is can COVID-19 cause thyroid disease? And so for this episode, I have a bunch of research articles up on my computer. And the one I'm looking at right here, the title of it, this is from June 9th of 2021. And the title is SARS-CoV-2 plays a role in inducing hyperthyroidism of Graves' disease. And there are a number of articles like this, but this pretty much uh, talks about the risks of, of COVID-19 infection in people with hyperthyroidism and as also a potential cause of hyperthyroidism and Graves' disease. And so here it says, recently a study published two patients with Graves' disease in connection with COVID-19. Additional cases were subsequently reported. As of today, five cases, uh, and again, this is from June 2021, five cases of SARS-CoV-19 infection induced Graves' disease um, have been described by three independent groups, while two from Spain, one from the United States. And all the, these cases of hyperthyroidism were diagnosed in females at least 30 to 60 days from the day that they pretty much got covid and all these patients were in the age range of 21 to 61 years. Again, a small number in the literature, but I will say that I've also seen in practice people get exposed to, to COVID and causing hyperthyroidism, causing Graves' disease, some cases subacute thyroiditis. And I'm still on the same article here. And so I'm just scrolling down and I'll include this link in the show notes. Pretty much all these journal articles I'll include in the in the show notes here. Let's see. So conclusion, let's just jump to the conclusion. Recent studies reveal that, you know, that SARS-CoV infection could cause Graves' disease, which is an autoimmune hyperthyroidism in the post-COVID-19 cases. Various autoimmune factors may mediate complex pathogenic signaling in autoimmune hyperthyroidism. And then future studies are warranted to rule out the autoimmune factors and molecular pathways implicated in SARS-CoV-induced autoimmune hyperthyroidism. 
All right, so so there's this article. And then there's also, so this one is from September 2020, and I actually wrote an article, a blog post on my website, naturalendocrinesolutions.com from October 8th, 2020, a brief update on coronavirus disease 2019 and thyroid health. And so I had a number of different references, and one of them was that COVID can cause thyroiditis. So subacute thyroiditis is typically viral-induced. So before we, we were dealing with this current virus, other viruses such as cytomegalovirus were common causes of subacute thyroiditis. And so with subacute thyroiditis, it's more temporary. Usually it's two to four months of dealing with hyperthyroidism, and many of those people become hypothyroid. The problem is, though, that the virus you still want to do things for, for the virus. So with subacute thyroiditis, it's still, I don't think it's a situation where you just want to ignore it. Like Graves, of course, it's autoimmune and you want to do things to improve the health of the immune system. But even in subacute thyroiditis, you want to optimize health, health of the immune system because I've seen people who have had multiple cases of subacute thyroiditis. So it's not like you have it once and then it never comes back. I mean, that could be the case. But either way, subacute thyroiditis, this study from Lancet Diabetes Endocrinology Journal, again, September 2020. And again, I'll include this in the show notes. So again, this is just showing that SARS can cause subacute thyroiditis here. And let's see, in conclusion, we suggest routine assessment of thyroid function in patients with COVID-19 requiring high-intensity care because they frequently present with thyrotoxicosis, which is hyperthyroidism, due to a form of subacute thyroiditis related to SARS-CoV-2. Considering the current ongoing pandemic emergency, future studies are encouraged to confirm or counter these results. So that's it. And then there's another one. This is from July 1st, 2020, so an earlier study that... This is just, just the abstract I'm looking at, but subacute thyroiditis after SARS-CoV-2 infection. So pretty much the results at physical examination, a patient presented with a slightly increased heart rate and painful enlarged thyroid and palpitation. Uh, laboratory exams, free thyroxin, so free T4 and free T3 were high, the TSH undetectable, so which is pretty common with hyperthyroidism, and inflammatory markers and white blood cell count elevated. And so we diagnosed subacute thyroiditis and a patient started prednisone and neck pain and fever recovered within two days and remaining symptoms within one week. Thyroid function and inflammatory markers normalized in 40 days. So again, in this case, not too long. Like I said, two to four months, this was less. So again, subacute thyroiditis, uh, like I said, transient, but you could have recurrent bouts of it. And so this is from October... 2020, September, October 2020, the journal is Diabetes Metabolic Syndrome, and the headline is Thyroid Disease is Associated with Severe Coronavirus Disease, um, COVID-19 Infection. So patients with thyroid disease, hence, should be advised to take extra precautions to minimize risk exposure to the virus. Physicians should be engaged in close monitoring of thyroid disease patients with suspected COVID-19 for timely detecting signs of disease progression. Finally, the presence of thyroid disease shall be regarded as an important factor in future risk stratification models for COVID-19. So this looks like this was talking about those who currently have thyroid um, thyroid disease. And let's see. So here, this this relates to hype. I have one what related to hypothyroidism. So thyroid disease and hypothyroidism are associated with, with poor COVID-19 outcomes. 
let's see. So this was a pretty large study, a total of 31,339 patients from 21 studies included in this, uh, included in this study. Conclusion, thyroid abnormalities increased the risk of COVID-19 composite poor outcomes and were influenced by a patient's age. So really, this is saying that th hypothyroidism, thyroid abnormalities increased the risk of poor outcomes with COVID-19. So not necessarily that COVID-19 caused hypothyroidism, even though there, I can't say yet I've had any patients where COVID triggered Hashimoto's, but I've done some Facebook lives and Zoom calls, and, and I'm pretty sure there have been people in the chat who mentioned that they had Hashimoto's and it kind of developed. It's a little bit different with Hashimoto's too, because when someone develops Hashimoto's, you're in that, what's called that silent autoimmune stage for quite some time. It could be a number of years. So I think without question, uh, COVID-19 can potentially cause Hashimoto's, but it might take years to find out. Whereas with Graves, once you start developing the symptoms, when you, you get those antibodies with Graves, usually you get the, a shorter silent autoimmune phase. So you find out much quicker. And with hyperthyroidism, the symptoms are more alarming. Whereas with Hashimoto's, when someone experiences fatigue and weight gain and other symptoms. Uh, many times they just dismiss it to maybe not getting enough sleep and just stress and not eating well. So here's another journal article I'm looking at from, this is from March 25th, 2021. And so thyroid dysfunction has been observed in patients with COVID-19 and endocrinologists are requested to understand this clinical issue. So the results, COVID-19 may induce thyroid dysfunction that is usually, here it's saying usually reversible, but that's here they're talking about subclinical and atypical thyroiditis. So they're not really talking about Graves' disease here. And then, so one other study I'll bring up before concluding this episode, which I was really surprised to find this study. This was in, uh, let's see, November 2021 and Frontiers in Public Health. And so this actually mentioned, this study, the development of Graves' disease after the, the COVID mRNA vaccination. So the background shows mounting evidence has revealed the interrelationship between thyroid and COVID-19 to explain thyroid dysfunction and autoimmune thyroid disorders observed after COVID-19. And there are limited reports of thyroid dysfunction after I'm getting COVID-19 vaccination. So here, this was a case study. We report a case of a 40-year-old Chinese woman who developed Graves after getting here the BNT162B2 vaccine, mRNA vaccine here. So the 40-year-old Chinese woman had an eight-year history of hypothyroidism. And so our anti-thyroid peroxidase, so TPO antibodies, anti-thyroid globulin antibodies, actually went negative at the diagnosis here. But then um, she received her first and second doses of the mRNA vaccine on April 6th and May 1st of 2021, developed thyroid toxicosis, was diagnosed to have Graves' disease five weeks after the second dose of the vaccine, with positive thyroid-stimulating immunoglobulin levels, diffuse goiter, and some other findings. And then here it says both anti-thyroid peroxidase and anti-thyroid globulin antibodies became positive. So here you, this person had the TSI elevated and then also the anti-thyroid globulin antibody is more closely associated with Hashimoto. So that answers my question earlier, where it can potentially be a factor with Hashimoto's. And again, she was treated with carbimazole, which 
is typically used in other countries and that converts to methimazole. And literature search revealed four cases of grave disease after the vaccination, the mRNA vaccination. Let's see. And well, it said after the vaccination, all after mRNA vaccines and nine cases of subacute thyroiditis after different types of vaccines. So not just mRNA. And then the conclusion, our case represents a fifth in the literature of grave disease after you know, the COVID-19 vaccination with an unusual presentation, a longstanding history of hypothyroidism, and clinicians should remain vigilant about potential thyroid dysfunction after SARS, COVID, pretty much COVID-19 vaccination in the current pandemics. So again, I, you know, didn't want to make this about the vaccine, but this is based on a study, not based on just my opinions on the vaccines. And again, I, I have seen, I've had patients get the vaccine and do fine, you know, like it didn't exacerbate their hyperthyroidism or Hashimoto's, but I've had, had, I've had a number of patients with hyperthyroidism, I think pretty much all of them, Graves disease, where it exacerbated, in some cases exacerbated the Graves. And then again, there's been some people where just like in this case study where it actually triggered the Graves disease condition. So I think that's pretty much it. Just wanted to uh, put together a brief episode on this topic, controversial topic, but a lot of people do have questions and I figured it would be best to address this by just having the studies just because I know a lot of the platforms um, don't like people talk about COVID, but Again, this is research-based. This isn't my opinion. So, so hopefully you found this information to be valuable and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, please hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And if you'd like to connect with others with hyperthyroidism who are also trying to save their thyroid, you can join Dr. Eric's Hyperthyroid Healing Community at hyperthyroidgroup.com. I want to let you know about a product called Hepatomune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC, milk thistle, and schisandra to support the liver. And it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune modulating and adaptogenic properties and is great for those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatomune Supreme, visit SaveMyThyroid.com forward slash liver support.